And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is Loreforge, the podcast for Ashes of Creation. This is episode 20. We are in the second decade of this show. And we are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by Cash. The second decade? Yeah. No, I would be yeah. way what's balder and way <laughs> more gray and way blinder if this was the second decade of the show. It's the second decade. It's the 20. It's the 20s. It's the, it's the two O's. Okay, we're, we're getting there. I'm doing great, <laughs> Jibs. I'm doing amazing. I had an amazing Christmas, even though I worked. When I worked on Christmas Day, but it was still fun. Um, yeah, came home and spent a lot of time with the girls. A lot of family time over uh, over the time that we were off from the show. And um, some family projects, some home improvement projects going on. I made myself an Irish coffee tonight. Look at you go. That's different. Getting after it. That's, That's a nice different. mug. What was that? Bones and dragons and... Bad decisions? It's my boner mug. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's a dra- yellow dragon flag. bones. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sonny Ted stuff. You're so tender hearted. <laughs> Hi, Sonny. Welcome hey, to the show. Yeah, Sonny's Hi. here. Hi. <laughs> Just in time to, to act as referee. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy. And here I am. <laughs> uh, I had like a whole thing. So I was doing this stream today and I had a whole thing where somebody asked me a question. And I'm like, that's a, I'm going to lead in with that because JB always does this. Hey, welcome to the show. And it's Sonny. And then I have to say something and I had it all planned out. And then you said that and it's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just completely evaporated from my brain. Oh, look so. at it go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I got nothing. That's because we've been doing the show for two decades. It's been right. two decades, Sonny. It's been eighty-four it's years. It's been eighty-four years. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the excitement in everybody's voice tonight, though. I think we we truly miss when we miss a week. Oh yeah, we miss everybody. We miss being on the mics. We miss yeah. doing the show. We miss talking about ashes. Agreed. So. We're happy to be here. Agreed. It's good it, to be back. I mean, it is very true. Like, it's been a long... It feels like it's been forever. And it's been, like, two weeks, right? Like, we we just missed a week for Christmas. Yeah. Which is totally reasonable. But yet, it feels like we've been away forever. And and I honestly am, like, excited to do this show. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to do the State of the Owl in uh, two days for our, our patrons. And yep. uh, we're going to do some some serious podcasting here. Mm-hmm. The state of the owls are always so so much fun. It's like you kick back. It's like the three of us were around a campfire. We kick back in our recliners and just talked on the mics, and just whatever by happens, design, happens. Yeah. right? Oh, by yeah. design, it sounds so good. It's such a good time. Campfire, being oh, yeah. out in the wilderness, talking about rangers. Ooh, he oh, says speaking. as he literally is checking his uh, phone and technology. I'm just feeling <laughs> unplugged, and uh, you know what am I? Oh gosh! Oh, is that a? I got it. Uh, hang on. <laughs> I'm retweeting. Do we stocks. even call it? Do we even call it retweeting anymore? I is, don't it know. is it re Is it re-xing? Re-xing sounds dicey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to X your X. (laughs) Never a good idea. Oh, that's awesome. Well, everyone, thank you so much again for tuning in. This, again, is Laura Forge, and this is episode number 20. And uh, so, yeah, last week on the show, we weren't here. We were enjoying Christmas with our friends, our family members, and relatives, and all the fun stuff there. And this week on the show, we're answering your mail, and then we're talking about our... Uh, thoughts on the Ranger dev update, not to mention the Alpha 2 quarter reveal. So we got uh, full sh- full uh, full show lined up, don't we there, Raven Court? We do indeed, and I'm going to go ahead and start with the first email. This is from a new member 
of our little growing community, which you can find, by the way, if you go to loreforged.com, there will be a link to the Discord community. Join along. It's fun. We like it. Here's an email from Arched Beetle. Says, loving the new podcast, guys. It's definitely the high quality product I'm used to from the Lore Seeker days. Do you guys remember the Lore Seeker days? <laughs> a little bit. It was a blur. A little bit. Fondly, sir. Yes, it happened a little bit. Some of it was a blur. Like. Uh, I do have one thing I'm wondering about. As somebody who mostly just plays games that will run on my middle of the road laptop, I can't help but cringe at the price tag for a machine that will run a high-end game like Ashes of Creation. As one of the first MMOs taking that leap to a newer engine, do you think Ashes will lose out on potential buyers? That's an interesting question. Uh, I mean, there's always going to, no matter what, ultimately, yes, there's always going to be someone that doesn't have the system for it. And unfortunately, there's really, you know, this isn't being made for console as well. Right. So it's just PC. So there really isn't a way around it, you know, getting involved in the console wars or, you know, spending four, three, four hundred dollars and have a full MMO experience. Right. So with this being PC strictly, yes. In short, yes, there will be people who are who may not be able to play the game. However, Intrepid has really made it their mission to make this game very accessible. So I think that I think that there's a. A definite yes. Some people are going to be left left out unless they upgrade. But I also think that we there's a really strong case that we could be very surprised with just how many systems actually can run this game, and with the graphical options. Yeah, I think as long as as long as everything is very scalable. I mean, you look at a lot of the games that are out there nowadays, and you know some game some games look great, like when you're running them on Mac settings, and then you get into an area. Um, looking at UESO and and um, in the PVP aspect is you look into an area where there's tons and tons of people and tons and tons of effects going off. And then you just like have this slideshow going on. Mm. And um, that can be an issue to where when you go into those areas or you, you, you believe like, say like a siege and ashes of creation, if you go, you know, do some type of a siege, there's just going to be a lot of things clicking away on the screen. So you might have to make it to where you just, you know, just cap your FPS a little bit, uh, lower your graphical settings a little bit so you can take place in those things and have minimal lag and minimal issues. But for the most part, for the most part, I think for for a majority of the people out there, there's plenty of time until Ashes comes out. You can find some upgrades for for your PC. I think that's, you know, I'm obviously not trying to lump everybody in at the same time because people have different financial situations, but... We do have plenty of time for you to plan around that stuff. If you think that Ashes is a game that, that you would want to play, then, of course, you're going to try and have the best system that you possibly can have. And at the same time, just like Jibs was saying, it really is their mission to make this game as accessible. And it's it's obviously in their best interest to make this game um, the most accessible for the most amount of people that they possibly can. So it is going to alienate some people. I mean, look at look at. Uh, players who love to play on consoles. They almost exclusively play on consoles. We had a ton of friends in our ESO days that uh, they played exclusively on console. Well, if you only have a a console system and you don't have a PC, you're not going to be able to play Ashes. So I guess what I'm saying is that plan for it. Like if this is is what you want to do, plan some graphical updates for, uh, for yourself, you know, plan some hardware 
updates for yourself if you possibly can or you know a, a new system like right before the game drops that is probably the best thing for you so yeah it's going to alienate some people but i think in the long run it helps a lot of us get ready for for the game and just kind of plan our finances around it you know and and de la luna brought up something that i hadn't really considered but he's absolutely right uh that cloud gaming could be a legitimate option by the time that we get there. Cloud gaming has been increasing in popularity over the last five years, and the systems are getting better and better and better for you to be able to do that kind of stuff remotely. So it is very possible that cloud gaming would be a very legitimate option uh, to play this game. I know that you could that people did it with ESO. Um, I, I know that it is possible to do it. It's it's so accessible that I could kind of do it in new world off of a Chromebook, which is ridiculous to think of, but like it would actually process it enough that I could like walk around and go to the auction house and do a few things. And that is, there's nothing to a Chromebook, right? There's no processing power whatsoever. So if you have anything that can, that can process cloud computing, then, uh, then that's a, that's a legit thing. I am with JB. I think that we will find that this game is much more accessible than, than people that fear the worst on this. I don't think that we're going to run into a situation where this is a, an extremely difficult game to access and that they're going to be cutting out large swaths of their potential community due to uh, hardware limitations. I think that it's going to, yes, cash. I agree. There will be a percentage. There just has to be a percentage of people that can't play it on whatever rig they have. But I think that that's going to be minimal. I do not think that this will be a game that people get give a reputation to saying like, well, you need a supercomputer to play this game. Just I just don't think we'll get. Yeah, I mean, it's not Far Cry 6, you know? Yeah, it's an MMO, right? It's got to be accessible. It's it's I love that you brought up New World because, you know, take New World as as an example. It is one of the most beautiful games on the market, period. And if it has such a wide range of systems that can run it, you you just have to lower down those graphical settings a little bit and things will be accessible. And that's that's the beauty of the new Unreal engines. You know, that there's such a wide range of players that are going to be able to play games on those. And the players with the higher end systems are just going to be able to see all the really cool stuff and, you know, see the um, the small little fibers of Steven's cloak and the ray tracing and all that stuff that that's that's going to be the difference um, in in a lot of the um, the settings and stuff within the game. But I think it's going to be it will still be available for a wide swath of people. Yeah. JB, don't you think, though, that the people that uh, people will make that trade that if they're if they have to turn down their graphical settings, that that's not really what makes an MMO an MMO like they're they're still going to enjoy that experience. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was me for SWOTOR. And I remember back in those days, my wife and I just got married, you know, like going to Dairy Queen for an ice cream cone was a stretch. So the idea of upgrading computer a computer at the time was just like, <laughs> yeah, OK, whatever. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I was that guy. I played on medium settings lowered things down and ultimately it wasn't about the visuals as much i mean yes you wanted that right every gamer wants that but ultimately it came down to i finally get to play in my favorite era of star wars and that experience trumped everything it trumped everything for me you know and that's something that you can never replace because that game is what built this relationship that all three of us now have regardless of graphic quality you know so it forged relationships so it's it's a it's a it's a want not a need i think 
in the grand scheme. Absolutely. And like, look where you landed now. Like you are running the absolute freaking space shuttle of a system right now. Blows <laughs> most systems away because you planned for it. Yeah. Right? Think yep. about what Swotar looks like on that now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about a game that's that has not gotten very many graphical updates and that that's it I, I, oh my gosh yeah i logged in not too long the ago plastic on their faces <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it kind of looks like play-doh in a way it's like high high it quality does. play-doh <laughs> you guys have anything else on that email? Thanks, Archbeetle. That was really cool. No, I don't. Nah, Archbeetle, thanks I, so much. I think we hit it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. cool. We, we do have another email here. This one's from Turtle. And uh, it pretty much calls me out directly. This question is for Cash. The Burning Crusade was my first introduction to MMOs. My friend taught me how to play by grabbing all the quests in town, doing all the quests, and turning them in as fast as possible. We didn't read anything. Our only goal was getting to 70. And then, in, and then in parentheses, pause to watch Cash start twitching. Yep. So, <laughs> there you go, buddy. That's for you. This method was then employed during my time in ESO, World of Warcraft, and New Worlds. The only reason I know any lore about ESO is from listening to the Lore Seekers podcast. You guys made me want to learn to play, the, to play games differently, take my time, learn the stories, and I would like to start fresh with ashes it's a great idea if you could only give five suggestions or tips to set me on the path what would they be and i actually i took some time to think about this because this is i think this will probably resonate for a lot of other people that are coming from different aspects of games and when i say that i mean from power leveling um you really have to learn to take your time and you have to flip the switch from being a power leveler to being somebody who enjoys the art and the story of video game creation. And of course, it takes a really good story to make that happen. So when you're talking about a series or a franchise like Elder Scrolls, yeah, like that, that lore is so in-depth and so deep. It's the same thing with like with Star Wars and some of these other games that, that, you, that we have gotten into over the years that have such beautiful, beautiful stories. So I would say that's the first thing. Just take your time and stop and smell the roses. Honestly, just take your time. The next thing is get yourself prepared. And what I mean when I say that is like for Ashes, seek out some information on lore. And there's there's tons of sources out there. And those sources are going to grow over time. So definitely go to the wiki. Definitely uh, seek out uh, videos on YouTube. Definitely seek out articles. And a lot of these... Uh, a lot of the podcasts for Ashes have some really, really good discussions about lore and theory. And, and those are really, really fun to dive into because right now we are barely touching the tip of the iceberg with lore. And Steven's been very, very good about holding that close to his chest. You can hear in a lot of these showcases that the devs, they want to unleash. And he's just like, whoa, pump the brakes. Yes, I They're hear that too. Yes. I do. And I, I absolutely love that about it because that to me means that they are setting us up for a ride and it makes me very, very excited. So the reason for that, the reason for preparing yourself is because when you when you learn about certain aspects of lore, when you learn about the reasons why X and Y happens and it results in Z, it makes you so excited when you're in the game and NPCs start dropping uh, 
information about stories or they start telling you like, oh, yeah, you know, the 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 cat when they start talking about the cataclysm and all of these different aspects of ashes. And if you have some background information about actually what happened, things start to click for you and you're like, oh, that's cool. I read about that. I watched a lore lesson on something like that. So now I know. So that's number two is just prepare yourself. The third one is, and I think this is one of the most important things, at least for myself, when it comes to lore and games. Create a backstory for your character. Do not be afraid to enjoy some light role play. Even if that role play is within your own mind as you play, if you create a backstory for your character, it really gives them a place and a purpose in Vera. So as you're playing through quests, you have that those small little personal role play moments where you're making the decisions that your character would make. And one of the stupidest examples, this is a stupid example, but I'm, I'm just this is an example. Right now, we're, we've been playing World of Warcraft, right? And everybody knows, like, I love ranger characters. I love nature characters. I have such a respect for nature and conservatism, especially as like I like to hunt in real life, but I have a lot of respect for the animal. I have a lot of respect for the hunt. I refuse to kill certain animals when I'm playing in a game. Like I would rather run until the aggro runs off than to have to kill like a, a bear cub. Yeah, we're going like to need some examples kitten. here. <laughs> we're gonna, we're, uh, real quick, real quick. Uh, uh, rabbit. Will I kill a rabbit? Rabbit. There's no need. Oh, it's like a rapid okay. fire. Okay, yes or no? Deer. Deer? Yes, because I can harvest a deer and use okay. every single bit of the Dragon. Bottom. Yeah, because they want to kill me first. Have you played ESO? <laughs> I love how he gets descriptive <laughs> on everyone. Boar. They want to kill you. <laughs> Okay, boar. I, I have three hanging on my wall in this very house. So yes, baby I'm boar. boar. No, why? <laughs> because they have not had the time to grow and live. It's poisoning the village. The no, it's not. <laughs> it is pig? not a pig. Yeah. What's the purpose? You gotta eat, bro. Bacon. Hello, air fryer. Is it attacking me? Am I hungry? Are you inquiring with the pig before you go? Yes. I have standards, Sonny. I'm telling you. Okay, anyway. Okay, let's. We are getting off track, and you told me that there was a timer on this thing. Oh, look at him go. Okay, so so that's the number three is create a backstory for your character. It will help you to make those decisions in games, such as mine, where I, I don't kill kittens and small animals. Anyway. Take that backstory and extend it to your character's look, your character's actions and decisions that they make in the game. It really does help to like solidify who your character is in Vera. And the last thing, do not be afraid to really dive into that light role play. Um, if you, I'm telling you, writing a backstory is one of the funnest things, one of the most, most fun things that you can do in a game because it really helps for you to immerse yourself into your character and into the world. And if you need to, join a community of people who is around the same thing, who enjoy the same thing. So whether that is light role play or hardcore role play, step outside of your comfort zone and try something different. So I really, I hope that that kind of sums it up. That is really how I do it. And I, I just a lot of that, I've just have been able to change the way that I play games. And don't get me wrong, like I still neckbeard games 
to where I'm in max um, my character for raids and for PvP, and I, I dive into all that stuff. But there are times where I will not hop into Discord and hang out with my friends because I'm going through a story arc, and I want to dive into it and really take the time to do that. So I would encourage you to do that. That's it. How did I do Very on time? Good. You did good. You did good. You did good. I want to add a couple things to that. Uh, so in addition to everything he said, I would highly encourage you whenever you're embracing lore and just taking your time. Because look, at the end of the day, everybody loves a good story. Why do you think Lord of the Rings is so popular? It's a great story. Everyone. Because again, <laughs> he's got my axe embedded in his nervous system. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so ultimately, a couple things. Number one, look for supplemental materials. So when I'm driving to work, I am listening to Warcraft books on Audible. The reason why I'm doing that is because it keeps me in universe, and I love being in universe i'm playing that game right now and if ashes had audible books guess what i'd be there in a heartbeat real book oh my written God. books oh my god in a heartbeat no question right so get you something some supplemental materials that can keep you in world start if you're a um, turtle i know you like playing warcraft so start at the very beginning of the lore of uh, warcraft chronologically go through the books and i believe the first one that they have out is rise of the horde for um, Audible, oh, Audible, which is an exceptional it's so book. It's so good. I'm listening to it right now on, on Audible. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Is that yeah. the one with, is that the, the story of Thrall? Yep. Yeah. He's involved. Yeah. Yep. There's Duratans in there. There's there's a, there's some really, really good orc lore, which is perfect because I just, I'm an orc now, which is different for me. But I'm, I'm really, really, really enjoying it just because of those uh, those accent pieces that you can have. And, and I we've talked about it before. Like, that is a huge thing for us. Yeah. We are begging Intrepid to dive into those extracurricular things that bring you into Vera when you cannot be in Vera. Like, are you yes. kidding me? I absolutely want to immerse myself in Vera when I'm driving to work. Oh, Hi. absolutely. Absolutely. Thousand, yeah. thousand percent. And then finally, to uh, to wrap this up would be Make a brand new character on whatever game you're playing and do not allow yourself to do PvP with them for at least 30, 30 levels. Just do nothing but PvE. Go read the quest text. Slow down. And you'll be surprised because I am... This is coming from a PvPer at heart who absolutely loves lore, whether it's movies, reading books, whatever. I love that. So from someone who's a PV, fellow PvPer, you almost have to disconnect the IV and just go... And take in all the quest text. Pay attention because oh. oh, buddy. Pay attention to all the stuff. What? I'm gonna. I am throwing the bullshit flag. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I want you to name a single. I have known you for a long time. Name a single character you've ever rolled that did not immediately go to PvP queues as soon as you got to the level. Now, now I don't want to be like this. Let this me think. is going to be fun, friends. Hang on. This is going to be real fun. <laughs> it's a little unfair, though, because, like, how many times have you played through the beginning of Warcraft, right? I don't like, want to answer God. that. Yeah, right? I, mean, like, I could write a guide on how to level. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to answer that. It's ridiculous, right? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, I never um, said way, I if did you it. I'm just saying do it. Uh, Sorry, if you heard the enormous bang, I've been trying sort of like on my phone to figure out why uh, this the sound of a gunshot went off in my studio. It's because my family is outside throwing snowballs at my window. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, that was a bonus. 
Oh, I love, I love your family. That's awesome. Oh, Turtle, I just want to do a quick shout out for Turtle. Thank you so much for that yeah. uh, particular question. Um, Arch Beatles was great too. I, but this one really, it, it hits home for me. And that's why, you know, that's why I hit that email back to you and just said, Hey man, can we answer this on the show? Cause that one really, I think, I hope that brought some value to some folks out there who, in, who are in your same boat. And the other thing is turtle is thanks for being part of our community. He's been hopping in PVP and with us in world of Warcraft. It's been a lot of, a lot of damn fun. So thanks a lot. And we appreciate having you as part of our family. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to just put a pin on this thing. Uh, if I can find the person that actually made that comment on it, it was a really good point that the game itself can also help you along this path, right? The, if the game is providing you the kind of stuff to be able to let you slow down and to uh, to enjoy some of the lore, that helps, right? We all can bypass things. We all can can move along with other stuff. But uh, Intrepid can do themselves favors on these things. They can put books out. They can they can really encourage people to experience the game in a different sort of way. So uh, that would be uh, something that would be very, very, very useful for a show like Lore Forged, <laughs> for example. There you go. I'm going to transition just slightly here, and I'm gonna we're going to get rid of the elephant in the room. Okay. The elephant in the room. Uh, and and I know that you all saw this, but I think that we just got to talk about it for five minutes so that we can get it over with. Alpha 2 quarter reveal is Q3 of 2024. What? <laughs> That's news to me. I didn't see it. Surprised face. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny That's because right. like for the first time ever, especially for excited was with the, with the Ranger showcase to show up. I was just like, Ranger, 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 words, 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 Q3! Fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. That's funny. That's so good. Yeah, Q3. I won on that, by the way. I accurately predicted Q3. You did. I know that there are some other content creators out there that were like, no, it is confirmed Q1. I'm like, there's just no way. No way. Just no way, right? No, yeah. Q1, Q1 wouldn't have given them the time to do what I think they need to do for one, like hopefully give us some other areas besides the Riverlands, which I love. I love the Riverlands, but everybody wants to see some more stuff, right? Q1 didn't give them enough time to get that done. Q2 didn't give them enough, have enough time to get that done. Q3 is perfect. Q4, there would have been a lot of QQing over Q4. I'll tell you that oh, much right now. So much QQing. They said it was going to be in... 2024 and they had to make the last corner. Vaporware. Yeah. I love that. That's exactly. what they sound like. Oh God. That's fantastic. It's, they all sound like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cue the, cue the hate mail. Gosh, it's the last. Uh, so, well, Q3, that puts it in, let's see, that's three months, a three month bracket, right? So it's August, September, October, I believe from a fiscal no, year standpoint. July, 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 Ju- July, August, September, July, Which August. September. is okay. also brilliant. Cause what happens in June, July? Uh, kids are out of school. Boom. Yep. Yep. It won't be yep. July. No, I'm thinking a little later. I'm thinking yeah, at least September, maybe late August, if not September. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So let's throw this gauntlet down. And this is a, this is a wall of crazy gauntlet right now. But I want to hear, I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear a year 
from each of you for full release. Oh, oh man, I've been thinking about this. I'm glad you brought that up. <clears throat> I actually mathed this out one day. I was like, okay, we got we got alpha two here. Then we're gonna have to go into beta. Then we're gonna have to do this and this and this. And I rotating, have, of course, rotating, rotating, of course, <laughs> Repe- repeating, of course, uh, repeating, of course. <laughs> uh, so you have. You have Q3 2024 for your Alpha 2, right? Alpha 2 runs, let's just, let's say at the shortest, this thing runs for like one quarter, okay? So it runs into quarter four. Then at the beginning of 2025, you need some time to ramp up a beta. You get a beta by the middle of 2025, that means that they are ready for maybe another short beta at the end of 2025. And your earliest possible date for this game is the beginning quarter one of 2026. That's like, that is the optimistic scenario. So anything else comes after quarter one, 2026. So I'm going to conservatively give it another three more quarters. And I'm going to say late 2026 as an optimist okay i like this i'm glad you brought this up i actually put this poll out to our community earlier this week and asked them when will ash the creation release 2025 26 27 or 28 plus now the interesting thing 41 percent said 2027 mm-hmm. and then the highest rated was 52.94 percent in at 2026 now i'm in agreement with sunny here i think that Here's what my here's what my call, because it seems um, I'm going to say one of these because it seems to happen in any release like as of late. Although I don't believe Intrepid to be like every other company out there, they're the furthest thing from that. But just for funsies, I'm going to say it. So I'm thinking they're going to have a set date for Q4 of 2026, and as they approach, they realize there's some quote unquote things that need to adjust and things that they need to invest more on, and we get a spring 2027 release, if not. May. Uh, hang on a second. <laughs> and also, you're going to hear <laughs> we've partnered that. with EA for distribution. We'll be releasing on EA. Oh, oh my dude. I am sending the goons to break your freaking knees. Oh my goodness. No. Uh, no. I, in all seriousness, though, you know, like barring any kind of like holding it back, 20, 20, late 2026, possible spring 2027. I like it. I like you guys. I like that. I, I, I enjoy podcasting with you guys because I think you're smart. Okay, so here's where I'm going. I am going Q3 2026. Ooh. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that are still thinking sometime in 2025, and I really do not think that that is going to be the case. I think there's a lot of balancing to be done. I really think that they're they although they are showcasing the best parts, the finished part, the close to finished parts of the game. There's still a long way to go. Um. And actually, uh, there was a Vera's Gaming in chat said, where was it? Um, it's talking about it being copium, like anything. In, yeah, right there. Anything less than a year for Alpha 2 is cope, which meaning copium, um, which I kind of hate that word at this point. But um, but it's true. I really I think I think they're nailing it. It's Alpha 2 is going to last at least a year. There's a lot of stuff that they have to test. And I think I think those servers are going to come up and I think those servers are going to come down just, um, you know, based on a lot of the different things that they actually do want to test. Selfishly, I'm really hoping for a mid to late 2026 release. 
I really am because I have, you know, I probably just sharing some of my real life stuff here. I'm, I'm looking to retire from my career in 2025 ish or late 2025. And I want to be 100% ready. We're, we're going to move. That's in the future for us. Um, so I want to be sat in my seat in another state with all my stuff set up, ready to go for when this game launches so I can truly, truly have a great time creating content for this game. And then just being there in the place I want to be right when the game launches. So that's super selfish stuff for me, like planning for the future. But I, I truly, truly believe late 2026, quarter three. I'm actually going quarter three 2026. I think a summer release would be a really smart idea for them um, if they can pull it off. If that 2027 does make me a little verklempt. I'm not going to lie. Like that <laughs> makes me a little vomity. That's just it. That's just. Too long. You're, you're so inconsistent, though, because you're saying like alpha is a year, right? Alpha will be a year. So yeah. quarter three to quarter three, you're already quarter three, 2025 before you're done with alpha. Yeah. You're just going to yeah. knock out a couple betas and dump it on the public the, inside of like who's six even, months. Well, who's <laughs> to even say that they couldn't go from alpha two directly into an open beta? Oof. They don't have to do a beta one. And I, I've actually heard rumor that they're not going to do a beta one. If Alpha 2 is a year and it's, form, it's formidable enough and they get enough information that they need, why would they need a beta one? I don't know. I mean, like, look, I don't develop games, but it seems like there's, there's, a, there's a reason for stuff like betas. You don't have to have a long beta or a big beta. You know, it could just be like they're just putting finishing touches on it it depends on how big the alpha is right like how well it goes and how much they get out of it so who knows this this was a this was a big question and i wanted to get it out there but we have to go on to the ranger uh we could spend forever just speculating on this particular thing and, and god knows as it gets closer we will definitely do that um Buzz but i am I, <laughs> yeah, I know fun here uh, uh, but uh, i'm just excited that we got a number right like yeah. i I'm very excited that there is a number attached to it because now they have to live by it. They just really do. They can't pull that rug out from under us. We're getting it there. JB, yeah, yeah, you want to take yeah. us into the Ranger? Absolutely. So for all of you who are tuning in, that showcase, though, my goodness, the Ranger development Ooh. update has come and gone. And so we're going to be discussing this and our source material on this is the Ashes of Creation 2 Alpha 2 Ranger update video from YouTube. We're just going to be pulling from that one directly. Of course, they've got the other video as well that has the entire showcase out there for you. And we'll probably be pulling on a couple of their questions that they talked in that. So if you haven't watched that, go watch it on YouTube because I'll tell you, and everybody knows it, anytime you watch something on Twitch, the bit rate is just not friendly. So if you can, watch it on YouTube, which they released their YouTube video about halfway through the live show, uh, which was great. So you could go watch it in 4K and enjoy yourself. You're going to see a lot of things you don't otherwise see. So gentlemen... Ranger update that <laughs> I'm just going to say, my goodness, if there was ever a class in an MMO that is legitimately legolas. Oh, it's this one. <laughs> so good. all of it, right? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So how long before we just let the reins off cash? On well, this <laughs> I think we just let me just let that bowl into the street there. There you go. Let him rip. You let this dog eat. Yeah. Let him eat. You, you guys, you guys just go ahead so I can sharpshoot all the. 
All the BS you guys are going to talk right now. <laughs> <Just go ahead. laughs> I'm not leading into this thing. Uh, oh, that's so good. Cash, what'd you think, buddy? I know this was something that you've been looking forward to. I really have been looking forward to it, especially because we took a week off for Christmas. And like, there's been so, there's been so many great videos and stuff out there from other content creators. And I've just been diving into and absorbing everything. But I think overall, um, I think overall the, the consensus out there is that this was a banger. This was a really, really good one. And the funny story is I I have not missed a live developer update in quite a while. And this happened to be the one that I just got crushed on at work. We had we just had some scheduled stuff going on at work and I just could not miss that. I had to be there. So I was dying. I was like living by tweets and like, you know, trying to sneak my phone. But overall... I'm even more excited for the Ranger than I was before. I think, uh, I really think that they, they did nail this one. Um, they're nailing a lot of these lately. And I think the reason they're nailing them is because they're just showing what the game is going to have to offer for us. And for me, it's a very close place in my heart. Uh, the Ranger class, that whole ranged bow class is just such a cool cool thing and that is that's where i land in in most of my games so i'm really really excited for this one i think that um overall the the skills and everything really really hit for me um uh, you know you look at i'll take one for example you look at something like snipe i mean snipe is a it's an ability that you get in pretty much all books, TTRPGs, video games that we play with this class, you're going to get some kind of a really heavy hitting ranged attack and Snipe really does show it. And, um, you know, from everything from the the single target uh, abilities all the way to the AOE abilities, they all just visually are, are beautiful. Uh, some of them execute a little bit quickly for me, just like it's like just a real quick, like hit the button and then bam, like it's there. I mean, which I think is going to be a fantastic thing for, for gameplay, but I'm I'm such a glutton for visuals in a game that, uh, you know, some of them I think could they could slow down just a little bit. But like and that's pretty much the only bad thing that I have to say. Um Everything else is just all super, super positive. Um, the the things that really hit me hard, and I know we're gonna we'll get into it and talk about it, but the marks and the hunts, I think, as an overall feel for this class and what this class is for. And you know, we talked about role playing your character a little bit. The hunt the the hunts and the marks really allow you, they take the base idea of what they did with the Ranger, which is taking a classic archetype from all of the RPGs or games or books or whatever we play or consume. And they, they've taken these classic skills and lumped them into where you have this base class of Ranger, but they have added these hunts and marks to your character customization, which allow you to play the character. I'm going to pause you here. I want you to explain hunts and marks a little bit. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to get into it later, but yeah, for sure. Okay. So marks, marks are uh, toggleable things that you can put on that will basically debuff your target. So you can basically buff your, your, um, your attacks. 
So for instance, you have, um, it's going to like provide a burst window for you when you put a mark. So if you've ever played a hunter in World of Warcraft, you ha- there's actual skill called, what is it? It's called mar- Hunter's Mark, right? I believe so. And it, allow- it gives you like 5% extra damage. Well, these mm-hmm. kind of do the same thing, but they further flesh that out a little bit. So for instance, Mark of the Tiger gives you a 50, 50% bonus to your crit damage. If you choose Mark of the Bear, it uh, gives an armor reduction of 25% against your target. If you choose Mark of the Raven, it gives you bonus damage uh, and it gets higher as your target has lower health. So it's almost like an execute. So if you see that your target's getting low, you pop Mark of the Raven on and then hit him with a snipe, you're going to cause way more damage. And then, and the visuals for those are just sick. You guys are just sick. It's yeah. literally like an, like an ethereal tiger, an ethereal bear, an ethereal ra- uh, raven that just marches its way toward the target right before your attack. The hunts, on the other hand, are personal buffs that you can toggle. Now, Hunt of the Raven, it keeps the same thing, Raven, Bear, bear Tiger. The Hunt of the Raven increases your physical penetration. Hunt of the Bear increases physical mitigation, so for yourself. And then uh, Hunt of the Tiger increases your crit damage. So you can choose to use a mark before an attack to help assist your combos, or you can you can choose a hunt to focus on as a toggleable thing to provide you with self buffs. Now, what I think with those is that it helps you, and along with the skill trees, which I think the skill trees are were very very well executed, and I know that they're all subject to change and like the. Um, the actual look of all that stuff, the way that it's laid out in the um, in the interface might change, but the way that it's laid out so far gives you so much customization. So if you want to build a glass cannon, you can have a glass cannon. If you want to build a ranger with a ton of escapes, you can build a ranger with a ton of escapes. You can re- there's really so many different ways for you to go, and that's where I think they have morphed it from taking the base class of ranger. They've given you Legolas. They've given you. Uh, Strider, right? If for two very conical examples of rangers in fantasy, they've given you those archetypes and allow you to change and um, alter those to the exact play style that you want to take. And I think that the beauty of that is that they've taken the cornerstone of all these fantasy game types that that we love, and especially with with the Ranger, and they have allowed you to customize it the exact way that you want. And I think that's really where the Ranger and subsequent classes that we see are going to have all these same things, right? That is where this shines. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. You know, when I saw that Ranger, it looked stunning. The You brought up the snipe ability. And you and I both main hunters in World of Warcraft, and I'm going to tell you this, from what I'm seeing in its current state, from what we saw at that dev update, is absolutely a thousand percent a marksmanship hunter in World of Warcraft. And it moved so well. It looked so good. The visuals were dialed in. The uh, the the um, ability airstrike, you know, that we saw in the gathering video, I believe is what that was uh, over a year ago. It has now received updates to its animations, the particles. You can now steer it mid-air where you <laughs> land, and you root yeah. the target below you. You've got disengage, which is absolutely a Warcraft ability, and it's such a great ability for a ranger to have, you know, totally to flip backwards. And if you spec into it further, depending upon where you have your input at, you leap that direction instead of backwards. 
you know, so there's just so many great things that they're doing. I think if there's anything I could say to change, it would be nothing. Let the team, let that dog eat. Like Sonny said earlier, let the team eat. Just let them keep pushing the limit with this Ranger. I guess if anything would be add more variety of traps. So we have the bear trap, which is great. Uh, There's a lot of things that you can do with that as far as how you spec into it. Essentially, they do become rooted. But, you know, having maybe a, a variety of traps or at least give them option of what people want to pick or have geared up. I think that could be a really, really cool rendition because as you know, playing a hunter, you need to be able to create distance to be viable. If you don't have good distance, that can be a problem. It can be an issue. And plus, you know, like you mentioned, this class is kind of a glass cannon. So being able to help further create that distance, having that utility in your toolkit, I think could be a really, really nice addition to the, to the class itself. But Overall, I love the direction with this archetype. I love the hunts and the marks. It's so unique. And, you know, truthfully, what really makes the Ranger class the Ranger class in Ashes of Creation. I love the way they did the visual decals. That was something that they wanted feedback on, you know, these ability decals. So in other words, those watching, basically whenever they're queuing up an ability and you see where it's going to go before you do the ability, think Wildstar Telegraphs from way back when. That's what that is. And so they were really looking for feedback on that. I love that. I love the fact that it's local to you as as that player. Not everyone's going to see it. So it does not turn into a wild star laser light show whenever you're in combat. <laughs> you know, so I, yeah. mean, I mean, just overall, I mean, I could gush and gush and gush. But I, Sonny, I want your take on this stuff. I mean, I thought that this was just an exceptional update. Yeah. How about the fur Cloak, though. (laughs) I'm so glad you went there. I'm so glad you went to visuals. I wanted to start there because I I turn on the stream, right? So I was a little bit late. Uh, I was a little bit late, and, and I did a stream to watch it, and I turn it on, and I'm just like, Oh my God, look at this. Look at what she's wearing. And it was just great. She's got that, like the bear head on and the cloak. And it looks like she's out in like the snow, Uh, you know, just total survival. Right. Like, man, what a perfect outfit to, to just, to, to bring this thing in. Was that a female character? Uh, I think it was a female Vec. I think it was. Yes. Really? Yeah. I think so. It's probably, you know, it's probably because I just saw the back of Steven's character the entire time. I probably didn't even notice that it was a female character. Yeah. I, I, I want to say back. yes, because I, that was like my first thought was that it was a, a female in like a, in a bear cloak. Um, but man, just a, you know, we, we, we love cape physics and things like that. That, that ranger in that bear cloak was just a chef's kiss moment. Oh yeah. For as far as like a reveal. It was fabulous. It was just a great aesthetic decision. Um I thought that uh you know, one of the things that I, I, I thought initially first, I of course agree with everything that you've said, right? All the stuff that you've said is 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 exactly on. I I would maybe like to see a few more traps, but that's just kind of a personal preference. I think that the skill tree really does let you tailor your ranger to be the ranger that you want to be. Like if you look at Lord of the Rings, you have Legolas and you have Aragorn that are, they're both rangers, but they are not the same, right? They are, they are very different. And I feel like this game might let you pick enough skills to be one of the two of those things, right? To, to, to be the kind of ranger that you want to be. Um, 
I I had this moment. So this was a thing that kind of happens in Harry Potter. Uh, sometimes when a franchise gets really, really popular and really big, people look at it and half of the people are like, oh, it's so original. And what a what a fabulous uh, series of choices this person made to bring this universe to life. And then the other half of the people are like, they stole this from here and here and here. <laughs> and and it works this way all the time. Right. So you have Harry Potter and, and elves and dwarves and dragons and stuff. And like, they stole this from Tolkien. And then Cash is doing Tolkien stuff. And he's like, they stole this from Germans in the 14th century. <laughs> right. <laughs> They stand on the shoulders of giants, right? Exactly. Oh. And so you see this kind of thing. And so my point is that I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. We have snipe. We have disengage. We have like ranger trap abilities. We have things like this. Like it looks like they took a lot of stuff from Warcraft, right? And and there are other games like this that have had ranger type of characters. But like, frankly, some of the names have not changed uh, for some of these abilities. I don't have a problem with that. I could see other people having a problem with that, but I think what we're starting to get in the MMO universe and in RPGs, and you know, this goes all the way back to tabletop, is there is just a series of things that people want to see when they play these kind of characters. They want snipe. They want the ability to rear back, and if nobody's bothering them, just dial one in and pipe one <laughs> into the other guy's melon. And that's what you get with Snipe. So I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that some of these abilities were really interesting. I thought Disengage, the Ranger uh, looked more mobile and fast than I thought it would be. Mm, right. I'm a little concerned as a person who is like, 44 turning 78 <laughs> as far as my gaming ability goes. My fingers hurt. <laughs> I just don't move as well and as fluidly as I used to on a, on a gaming uh, platform. And so the, that ranger moved real fast. Uh, and, and some of the abilities went off real fast. And there's a lot going on there. Now, again... This can all be dialed. You know, you can sure. slow things down if they feel like it's too frenetic or something like that. Like you can you can make those adjustments to gameplay. Uh, and, and some games have had massive adjustments to gameplay and combat. And God knows this game already had changes to combat. So nothing is set in stone. I, it felt a little bit fast for me, but man, it it looked smooth. It looked fluid. It looked like you had a ton of mobility and a ton of punch if you were able to get off what you wanted to get off. And it, it was just a lot of fun. So Ranger isn't necessarily the class that I'm most excited about. It is, uh, it is definitely a classic thing that I want them to get right, though, because I think that's important to a game like this. I think that if you're going to have a Ranger, you should... You should really knock that out of the park because there is a lot of people that want to play this class. Yeah, I think it's a lot of uh, it, it's a really good indicator that they are they have zero problem kind of. I don't even want to say maintaining the status quo, but I just, you know, paying paying homage to um, to the classic uh, archetypes that we've know, that we've come to know and love yeah. i mean it's you know there's there's comments in chat about uh there being wow developers and the fact that that, that a lot of the stuff was um was based on you know some dungeons and dragons uh archetypes and that is all 
perfectly fine with me because I love both of those things. Yeah. I just, I think that they, they really do grasp, uh, it, with a lot of other games out there, by the way, they really do grasp the, the classic style of a lot of these archetypes. So I think it's a really good indicator that they just, they're just crush the ranger. And like, you look at the cleric, it's the same way. A lot of those abilities, you know, abilities like, like bless and like create light and stuff. There's all those different things that, that I don't know if create light is actually something that that's going to be in, um, in ashes, but bless certainly is. And that is a classic skill for a cleric. So these, these last two showcases for classes have really showed that, that there is a lot of love for the history of these, of these games and archetypes that we've, that we've known to grow in love. One thing that I really, I want to get your guys' opinion on, I have heard, and I don't, I can't recall the source. The source might have been complete BS, but I I didn't see in the showcase, and I've also heard that camouflage might be being removed, and I I hope that's not the case, because for my type of gameplay, camouflage, which if you don't know what camouflage is, it is a ranger ability that grants stealth at a distance, and from what I've been able to understand i think that's actually wizzy that was saying it's kind of like a predator type stealth like if you've ever seen that uh that movie with arnold schwarzenegger gets in the chopper um it's that (laughs) kind of stealth like the where predator was just kind of pixelated a little bit but at a distance i don't need my ranger to have full-blown stealth like a rogue i don't think that would be fair because I'm a ranged character, but... Is that the uh, Jesse Ventura, G- Governor of Minnesota movie? Is That's that? Governor. Yes, that one. The, go- the, the Governor, yes. That is the one that I am referencing. If you've ever seen that one, you kind of see how the Predator's stealth is. I would like for that to actually be a thing for the ranger at a distance, because a ranger should be able to dart in and out of the darkness through the tree line to get into position. Now, I don't need to be right up on my target and have them not be able to see me. That I don't think that would be fair. That's a rogue's That's ability. A rogue That's territory. a rogue's special yes. thing. So, yes, I fully... I mean, would it be awesome? Yep. A little unbalanced? Yep. So, I don't necessarily need to see that. But camouflage is a skill that really does play into the way that I want to play my ranger. So, I really hope that that one doesn't go away and it worries me a little bit that we didn't see it. I think that that's probably it could be twofold. Number one, the last time we saw actual stealth was in a brief trailer for, I think it was Alpha 1 where you saw the Predator specs, so Ranger Rogue uh, stealthing and that's the last time we ever saw stealth. That has absolutely in my head, at least has gone through iterations so i'm thinking they're probably holding off any kind of stealth until they unveil the rogue which is such a cornerstone to not only D, you bring that up but classic rpg dungeon crawl any kind of fantasy game experience so i could see them holding it off for that i haven't seen anything official that it was removed but if there was a stealth that i would love for the ranger to have it would absolutely be the predator style that you were talking about where you're not completely stealthed out you know like that's not your your total shtick but you just know how to blend in you know how to blend in with your surroundings you know 
And I mean, perhaps that's something that that will get in augments if you do go Ranger Rogue. And if that's the case, then I'm going Ranger Rogue. Like I'll oh, tell you right. right now, it's as it is right now. I'm going Hawkeye, which is Rogue Rogue, or sorry, Ranger Ranger. Um, but if that is part of, you know, as opposed to like that secondary augment, your secondary class just giving you flavor. If camouflage is part of that, although it is listed still under skills and abilities for the ranger. So, but there's no icon for it. It's one of those ones that there's no icon for camouflage. I was hoping to get like the, the face of the predator, you know, with the jacked up face and the teeth. And <laughs> that would be really cool if that was, if that was the, uh, the icon for camouflage. But, um, and I'm asking in chat, I'm, I'm wondering like if anybody in chat is, has there been any other info on it? Maybe they're just waiting on it. I like JB's answer for it. I think I, I, I think that if you're going to unveil the stealth mechanics, you know, do it with the rogue, right? Especially if it's the same mechanic. Now, we don't know if it's the same mechanic. There's a lot of questions about that. But, like, if I if I was a developer, I'd be like, look, we got to do a, a ranger showcase. Should we throw in the stealth stuff? And somebody's like, why don't we just save it for the rogue to make that a highlight? Because I don't know about you, but stealth and rogue, that's... That's the whole game, right? Like, if you can't do stealth right, then you're not going to play a rogue. There's just no point. So right. I, I I suspect that maybe JB's right on this. That that would make a lot of sense on that. Um, I Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The, the ranger should have some sort of stealth at distance. They don't need stealth up close, but it would be cool to, to make sure that if they, you know, just before that first shot, before they reveal themselves that they have the ability to to really hide in the shadows because that's a that's a fundamental core concept lore wise of what a ranger is right they're not out there they're how do how do they describe it like the uh when the elves uh, hear the dwarves like i could hear you breathing from like, breathing. <laughs> like miles away right like well, they're not that <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's a dwarf. The dwarfs. I love dwarfs. Don't get me wrong, but easy mouth breathing kind of comes in. <laughs> Just clanging uh, around with yeah. the cast iron and stuff. I don't. I don't think cardio is is in the dwarfs. Uh, they're like. They're like all muscle. It's all beach muscle for, for dwarves. <laughs> they just get in there and just do their heavy sets. Hey, bro, so we don't have to mind, all right? We know three what's up. Max. Three. We do three. Oh, <laughs> God. There's more hate mail from, from all the dwarves out there. The Dunier, the, the Dunier Society is going to send me a sternly written letter. So, <laughs> oh, goodness. What did you guys think of the weapon skill trees that we got to see? We got to see it briefly, and really we saw the archetype skill trees way more, which was really, really cool. Nice seeing the old you know, branch tree kind of system. And, but this time around, and I think the last Shadowlands kind of had the tasting of this, but Legion for World of Warcraft back in 2016 was the last time that I can recall where you had a skill tree or something reminiscent of it, where it would allow you to customize your character or your character's weapon. So now not only are we customizing our characters to however you want it to be, but now you get to further invest yourselves in your weapons and how you choose to build them. What do you guys think about that? I'm all about this. I'm about any skill tree that they can give me. I think that every time they put one of these things in, it is fantastic because it just allows me to further make the character that I want to make. Right mm. now, you're going to have people that want to min max this thing. I feel like min-maxing is the antithesis of everything that we do. Like, as a concept with Lore Forged, 
we are the opposite of that. But that doesn't mean that you can't take the same thing and deal with it in two different ways, right? Skill trees are not inherently bad. Skill trees can allow you something as fun as lore building within it. You're just deciding more and more what kind of character you want to be, what kind of ranger you want. Now you're giving your weapon, you know, some flavor to it. Maybe you give it a name. Maybe it does cool things. Maybe you have to do certain things to unlock those particular abilities. That's just lore, man. That's just like a backstory for now for your weapon and what you can do that's different. And it doesn't have to be that min-max type of thing. You know, so long as it's viable in some sort of way and you don't have to do the min-maxing to enjoy the game, then I think that there's a lot of room for stuff. So I I love skill trees. I think those are almost always going to be a good thing. I went went pretty simple in my my opinion. I think I'm kind of basing my opinion on the simplicity of, of the whole thing. I love the fact that they... They, I know it's a work in progress too, but I like that they separated out your class skill skill tree and your weapon skill tree. Your weapon skill tree is is going to be you know uh, focus a little bit more on on um, like your combos. If you want to build combos and stuff, you can. I liked the simplicity in it. Like I don't need a path of exile skill tree because oh. like that's <laughs> that's just like. Uh, way too much like mind-blowing customization <laughs> i don't need that and i think uh, i think for balance purposes that's probably pretty smart in an mmo to, to simple it down a little bit whereas like path of exile is just like it is insane all the different their skill tree if you've never seen it just google path of exile skill tree it's absolutely crazy um so i like i like that that it's a little bit more on the simplistic side and i do like that they are both separated out class and weapon so i'm I'm very 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 happy about it but also at the same time i'm happy that you have the ability to spec into how you want to play your character like we were saying before like do you want to be more of a defensive ranger do you want to be uh super quick on your feet and you know a high escape ranger do you want to be a trap slow root ranger um do you want to be a glass cannon like you have the ability to do all of those things without it being overwhelming and you know you know because there's a lot of a lot of ways for you to be able to dwarf your character in some games where you could spec a little bit over here and spec a little bit over there and before you know it you're you're barely a jack of all trades and a master of none where it's really Mm. nice to be able to specialize in certain things to make your character very very effective in certain aspects of gameplay agreed now there was something that was included in this video that i did not expect to show up and i'll be honest we'd be remiss if we did not bring it up on lore forged and that is we got a nice tasting of zone lore in there you did all picked up on that but we had a point of interest called the gem spring now the little lore bit that we had on this was a shard remnant of one of the harbingers has begun interacting with the essence in the area now we have a whole video out on the harbingers and what that was that was actually one of cash's videos and I'm trying to remember it was the lore for it was the lore for dummies where we talked about the harbingers lore for dummies yep we tried to take everything and simplify the base story of Vera uh, so that everybody could mom always mom always says stuff so I could understand <laughs> I feel like that's in every show now oh yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely but no I thought that was cool we got to see and giant looking shard from the harbinger and kind of seeing how that's developed over time 
um, without giving you too, too much. If, so you can go, um, if you want to go learn more about the Harbingers itself or read it on the wiki, essentially Harbingers were, Cash, how should I word this? Portal, I feel like, is is not conduit. right. But conduit. They were Thank conduits you. from yeah. the Void to Vera, yep. which were very secret. Well, they actually you can't even say they were secretly placed. They were slowly placed over a number of years, where it was like a few showed up in the sky, and the people of Vera were like, what the F is that thing? <laughs> and then more showed up, and they were like, why the F are there more showing up? It's probably and then good. before they know it, there's a freaking <laughs> cataclysm taking place. They're like, you guys, you didn't get the hint, but at the same time, even if you did get the hint, how the hell are you going to do anything about it? Because yeah. you have the others in the ancients were coming, and they used those harbingers as conduits to get from the void where they were banished to Vera to exact revenge. And they they done did it. Absolutely. <laughs> they opened that can. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> so you just get got. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, everyone into the portal. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was super cool. That was really cool yeah. to see something like that. And you could tell, like like we said earlier in the podcast, you can tell that the devs just want to unload some of this stuff on us, oh, right? Yeah. They, want yeah. us, oh, yeah. they want us to know more about the lore because... God knows they've been working on it, right? They got it all there. It's they're just excited, and so uh, and so this one, I'm sure that they talked Stephen into to letting uh, <laughs> letting them put it in there and go. Oh, and look at this! It's a yeah. thing. Yeah. What is it? It's a piece of a harbinger. Oh, what's a harbinger? So yep. it was uh, it was pretty cool to see something like that, and and those are the kind of things. This again goes back to like the very first part. This is this is what we call. A callback. So at the beginning of the podcast, when we said, you know, how do you enjoy games? And it is by stepping outside of the game and learning some of the stuff so that when you see it in the game, you appreciate it that much more. If you know what a Harbinger is, I guarantee you when you run across that little piece of Harbinger, you're going to be like, that's cool. I know exactly what that is. I like this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it was neat to see in game because not only was it, it made it memorable when you saw it because it looks like a giant ice, basically icicle in a way. It's very, very vibrant. Um, and it looked like to some extent it altered the animals in the area. So you had those giant web weavers that they were fighting, which were the exact same shade of blue, a neon teal kind of blue uh, that the shard was. And so you can't help but make you wonder like, okay, uh, is the wildlife being affected by this thing? And, you know, is there going to be a quest chain tied to this? And what's that look like? Who's involved? Who's the NPCs? Check back with Loreforge because we'll let you all know. But you know what I mean? So it's just like... <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe. Like and subscribe. No. But, you know, like, it's just so many As questions. As react. <laughs> I, I was super happy to see it just because, um, you know, if, if you've watched any of our lore videos... Um, We've been relegated to um, having to use AI to come up with a lot of the art for what we think things look like. So, like, I have some images uh, from some videos that I put out, and especially uh, the video that I put out on, on Lore for Dummies, where, you know, I, I just had to go off kind of how I felt and then how, a, you know, AI art made a Harbinger look, um, you know, based off of a description. So it was really nice to actually see like hack, actually how close I, I got to it and what they actually looked like. I mean, little bits of lore like that. You guys have to 
you got to just understand that little <laughs> things like that, when, when there's little tiny releases like that, that maybe other people might not care about so much. We completely dork out on that stuff. You guys like that is if there's anything for us to tear apart, look for historical references, um, translate like we will just absolutely dive into those types of things. So when it comes to lore, when they release it, we're going to cover it because it, it really is like that's the foundation of what Lore Forge is. It's a foundation of, of what we're doing here. So the more that comes out, the more we're going to cover. Cash, I have to bring this up. At the end of the stream, they were taking questions from the audience. Now, there's a lot of questions. We're not going to cover all these questions because that's, that's like an entire another hour podcast of us breaking all these things down. But I will say this. There was a question by a particular individual, and I thought, I know this guy. <laughs> I was very excited <laughs> by this. Cash, you were featured on the stream as a guy who asked the question, and they, had, they directly addressed your question. So we can't end this podcast without you talking about the question that you asked and what they gave for an answer to your question. Yeah, I'm I'm very, very excited about that. I was, I was pretty stoked. Um, it just goes to show, like... It just goes to show how, how cool it is and how interactive they are with uh, with everybody in regards to um, when we have a question about something in particular. My question happened to be, um, although I, I love the change, I really did. I enjoyed the change very much. Uh, but the change was with and with Ranger in particular, how there was a minimum distance uh, that you had to be in order to to use like your abilities and. I thought that would have been very confining. Like if that had remained an issue, um, I just kind of wanted to know the reasoning behind it. And it's, it was pretty much exactly what I thought it was going to be. I was just very happy that it got, it ended up getting answered. And I, I think it would have really pigeonholed a lot of, a lot of uh, players into not being able to use to some of your abilities. And I think it would have driven a lot of people away from playing Ranger. If there was a minimum distance that you had to be, because there's not a ranger out there that was going to throw down a tape measure and go, okay, I'm exactly 30 yards away. I can now use this skill or that skill. Um, and the other thing that I think too, is like, if you're going to switch weapons, um, I would, that's going to be something that I'm going to do when I'm completely up close is swap weapons. If I absolutely have to, because a ranger's job is to stay at range super weird that a ranger would need to stay <laughs> ranged. And when you, when you look at the differences of what, of what, uh, you know, really capping off those distances and those limits for skills would have been with both a long bow and a short bow. Um, I think it could have caused a lot of issues. So yeah, to see that pop up, I was like, yes, limited fame. <laughs> oh, that's good. And that was it. So, but I was, I was, I'm very thankful that uh, that they were able to to address that. And I always love hearing Stephen answer these questions because it's like he has them queued up in his head at a moment's notice, and the guy can just rattle off thoughts and make them sound like perfectly planned answers. Yeah. He's just yeah. so marketable in that way. It's just, that's a yep. skill, you guys. Absolutely. The guy's very talented. Absolutely. 
Well, everyone who's tuning in, we want to hear what you thought of the Ranger Dev Update. So feel free to always call us or email us. You can email us loreforgehq at gmail.com or you can call us 516-875-1776. Gentlemen, whew, 20 episodes, back. boys. Good to it's be good back. Good to be back. Yeah, babe. Oh, what a show. 20, that was fun. 20 of many more you guys right. remember that's 2027 that's right like it is we said it here right we got a marathon late 2027 <laughs> i'm gonna be an aarp by the time <laughs> i'm just kidding I'm my just kidding. hair is gonna look like your out. hair <laughs> you watch that mouth i don't have any hair silly <laughs> oh that's good all right well everyone thank you so much for tuning in if you enjoyed this show please stop what you're doing take a couple minutes and leave a review on whatever podcast app you are using. It helps the show and tells us how we're doing. Plus, every written five-star review that we get on Apple Podcasts, we will read right here on the show. Like I said earlier, you can always call us, 516-875-1776. Try to keep your voicemails around a minute or less if you want to play it on the show. And, of course, you can email us, loreforgedhq at gmail.com. Mr. Ravencourt. You can visit loreforged.com to find the links to all of our Ashes of Creation content, which includes YouTube. You can go to our YouTube channel for deep dives on lore and much, much more. Things are starting to get weird over there. (laughs) We are branching out. (laughs) We got all sorts of fun (laughs) stuff coming for you. We got a couple years ready to go for this, so we're going to have to entertain ourselves, I think. Uh, That is at youtube.com slash at loreforged and then we of course have twitch you might be watching twitch right now twitch.tv slash loreforged hq join us for loreforged live and also just randomly during the day sometimes we get on and stream a game and talk about ashes we have a good time finally patreon you can get all of our content early and much much more at patreon.com slash loreforgedhq, including the State of the Owl, where we just kind of kick back, and it is a much different show. We'll be recording that one for our patrons, not tomorrow, but the day after, so that will be the December State of the Owl, and that's a good time. That is, again, at Patreon. Cash! The big joke with our with our State of the Owl shows for, for our patrons is that that's when you hear Cash say the F word a lot more, and I, I don't think I've... I have not been holding up my end of the bargain on that so i'm gonna say the f word several times on this stadium i feel like you're you're trying to sneak it into this show <laughs> i always try and sneak it into this show but it's just, it's not, this is a family friendly show we can't do it i love what you think family friendly is please continue yeah <laughs> yeah i guess my version of the world is probably much different than others anyway if family you done grown up <laughs> i have not done grown up that will probably never happen if you want to follow us on X, you can follow Jibs at Jibs IRL. You can follow myself at Cash Quests. You can follow Sunny at You, of course, Aunt. And most importantly, don't forget to follow the show at Loreforged HQ for all of our announcements on all the fun stuff that we're doing. We do have some new family members, some folks that have joined our Discord over the last couple of weeks. Just want to give a huge shout out to Mutersaw, Addict R3, Chafee J, a big fat target, Lineker, and Chaos. And don't forget to check out some of our latest videos on YouTube. As Sunny said, um, I do think it's quite funny that you said at this point, we're just kind of entertaining ourselves, <laughs> which is <laughs> totally true. Like I'll do a video, then Jibs will do a video and Sunny will do a video. And then we like all react. We react to the react to the reaction of 
on each of our videos between the three of us. <laughs> it's just super fun. So go check our videos out. I think it's a good mix of information, opinion, and just pure fun. Everyone, thank you again so, so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful week, and here's to another thousand episodes. See you in a bit. Peace, love, and honeybees. Safe travels, adventures. <laughs>